Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Yeah, hello. And today we are joined by our friend, Ramona. Hey! Today we're talking about all three versions of the Grinch, and which Grinch is the Grinchiest. So, spoiler alert for the Grinch. Sit back, relax, or, if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So guys, uh, we have a couple Grinch movies to go through today, so Ramona, do you think you can give us a summary of just like the overall story of how the Grinch stole Christmas? Okay. So, the Grinch lives in Whoville along with the other Who's, but he lives very separate all the way on the top of a mountain. So the Grinch hates Christmas, unlike the Who's who love Christmas. And one year he just gets sick of all their happiness and decides to steal Christmas. And in that, he finds the Christmas spirit and becomes part of the Who community. Yeah, that was... And in every Grinch movie, they give a different reason as mm-hmm. to why. Um, and I think it's uh, it's a fun little sort of origin story that you get to rehear or hear a new version of, or whenever there's a remake. There we go. Yeah, he's kind of like the Joker. Like, no one really knows his backstory, but, like, there's a hundred different versions that, like, one might be true or none of them are true. And it's exciting because every couple years, like, who's going to be the Grinch this year? (laughs) It's like, Jared Leto's the Grinch this year? Oh, how exciting. I would watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. But I'm sure so many people would complain about it and be like, well, Jim Carrey was the best Grinch there ever was. Jared Leto could never meet that expectation. And then they're going to cut out all the really dark stuff. (laughs) And he's only in like 20 minutes of the movie when he was supposed to be like a much bigger character. I think we're ready for 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Alex, uh, let's start with the latest Grinch, 2018, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Uh, do you think you could give us a summary of that movie? Just so, Or just get the ball rolling on like what's different about it? Yeah, so in the newest version, we have Benedict Cumberbatch um, being the Grinch, and we have Pharrell or Farrell? Pharrell. And we have Pharrell Williams narrating, and basically, it's a lot more straightforward I think it's a simpler Grinch. They re- they took away a lot of the backstory that was in the live action one. Um, and they sort of made it again for kids. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I felt like the story flowed better. They didn't try to make the story longer just for the sake of making it longer. And overall, I think there was enough for adults and a lot more for kids. Yeah, so, um, like you said, it's, like, a little bit more for kids. Um, I felt this focused a lot on the kids. There was a lot of stuff with Cindy Lou and the Who children. Yeah, oh, and Cindy Lou's character was phenomenal in The Newest Grinch, where she had, like, a spunky personality. It was very... (laughs) She, yeah, as I was watching it, I think I was a little less enamored with the new Cindy Lou than you were, because everything she did, I was like, oh my god, she's so radical. She's so cool. Like, it felt very, like, 90s. Like, oh, this kid carries a hockey stick and doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> and But it wasn't like she was a rebel, because, like, yeah. everyone just, like, accepted her for her personality. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom, Rashida Jones, treated her... 
Um, like, in, she was so smart in the way she handled Cindy Lou and her antics. Because at one point, Cindy gets bundled up and is like, I'm going to go to the North Pole to, uh, to talk to Santa. And she's like, okay, I'll see you in a couple of months. And Cindy's like, wait, it's going to take over a month to get there? Well, yeah, that's just getting there. And then coming back. And he's like, but Christmas will be over by then. Yeah, I guess you should stay and eat waffles instead. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. And like, <laughs> there was no part where she was like, no, you can't go out there. It's too dangerous. It was just classic, awesome mom manipulation. Yeah, yeah I was a little worried about um, the cartoon version because I think the same studio did Horton Hears a Who in the, like, mm-hmm. basically the same animation style. I didn't like it very much, especially what they tried to do with JoJo. And they made him like goth. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, very yeah. strange. <laughs> So I was worried it was going to be something akin to that, but it surprised me. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I like Horton Hears a Who. Um, I don't really like the Lorax, despite mm-hmm. Danny DeVito being in it. Mm-hmm. You um, couldn't save it. But I don't, out of those three, I'd probably peg this one as my favorite. I, th- I really yeah. enjoyed this one. Yeah. And I didn't think I was going to, similarly... Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like it had like a Despicable Me vibe mm-hmm. in the sense that like the Grinch had a lot of gadgets and um, even just the, the music was pretty mm-hmm. similar. They used a lot of like rap and hip hop mixed in with those Christmas carols. Um, and they were going back to the straightforwardness. Like we know what Cindy Lou's Christmas list consists of because we see about a three minute scene of Rashida Jones who um being a mother and she's mm-hmm. she's a mother to Cindy Lou as well as a younger pair of twins and you see her life is like an absolute mess and you see Cindy Lou have that um oldest child syndrome where she's like I want to help my mom but I don't know how mm-hmm. and you see mom have that look of like I need to stay strong for my kids but they don't spell it out. Like they they show it, they give you three or so minutes of it, and then they don't really need to like force the Cindy Lou character to overhear the mom do this, that, and the other thing, and Cindy Lou have an epiphany that her mom is struggling. Like it's very straightforward from the get-go. We know what's happening, and she's going straight to write that letter. So I think we can move on to the next Grinch then. Ramona, I think you're our Grinch 2000 <laughs> expert. So do you want to give, uh, get the ball rolling on that Grinch for us? Yeah, first of all, I think the movie should be renamed Grinch 2000. <laughs> um, uh, this is my favorite uh, remake of The Grinch. I guess the first remake, really, of the, at mm. least the movie. Um, it stars the great Jim Carrey, and I think he did a very spot-on job um, this movie goes really deep into the backstory of the Grinch and why he's so Grinchy. Um, basically, he was raised by these two older women, um, <laughs> and he, he, you know, they really liked Christmas, um, and he used to be into it, but uh, he got ridiculed by some of his classmates for a gift he made for a girl he liked in his class, and they made fun of him for the way he looked, and uh, he messed up the whole classroom and ran up to the top of this mountain and uh, hated Christmas ever since. Um, But like I said, this is my favorite reimagining of the Grinch. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I enjoy it the same way basically every time I watch it. 
I think I actually enjoy it now more as an adult because there's a lot of very um, hidden adult jokes that, like, as I get older and rewatch it again and again every year, I start to catch a little mm-hmm. bit more of these jokes. And it's Jim Carrey, so his delivery yeah. on everything is amazing. And I think something else um, we've talked about, this is the only live-action one, but I think it's done very, very well. I know, Joe, we've talked about this before, where in another live-action uh, Dr. Seuss reimagining mm-hmm. um, <laughs> The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, which... It's kind of comparable, another, you know, great um, comedic actor. But something we've talked about is that Jim Carrey can act through the makeup because it was a lot, but he doesn't, um, you can't really tell. He He's very expressive naturally, and that even comes out in all the makeup, which I think is a very um, important part. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's a great story, and I re- visually I think it also looks really, really good. Yeah, um, just to compare it again to The Cat in the Hat, I think this is a much better done version of like, what would Dr. Seuss stuff look like in real life? Mm -hmm. And I understand The Cat in the Hat is primarily supposed to be the cat entering like, quote unquote, the real world. Um, But I think this is a much more like, this is what Whoville would look like if you were to walk around Whoville. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to bring in this, I'll just bring in this tidbit now. So Jim Carrey actually, and I think maybe the rest of the cast, because I guess everyone in the cast has to wear a lot of makeup, but Jim Carrey specifically talked to a CIA counselor who basically teaches CIA agents how to put up with being tortured because when he was getting his makeup done, he felt like he was being buried alive. Mm -hmm. And boy, did it, (laughs) it was worth it. (laughs) So... So worth it. Yeah, um, I heard that at the very beginning of the process, it would take the makeup artist about four hours to get it all on, and he had to stay pretty still during it. Eventually, they reduced it to about two and a half hours, and that was the short version. (laughs) And then it would take another hour to take it all off at the end of filming. And yeah, he needed to learn coping techniques (laughs) just to sit still during that time. And that sounds horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to say, I could never animate, animation's such a hard job, but that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but going back to the to the plot of The Grinch 2000, Jim Carrey's Grinch is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that makes it, like, that's what makes it so difficult to, when we're going to be comparing them, is that they are such different Grinches. This Grinch eats glass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and he talks to himself, he, <laughs> he's like, he looks at his to-do list and is like, oh, self-loathing, 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 <laughs> I can't cancel on myself again, and like, <laughs> does stuff like that, and that's a lot of fun, I really enjoy mm-hmm. the Grinch 2000 as well, and I think they do spend a lot more time on his backstory and creating sympathy for the Grinch, because this is the first time they get to. Um, yeah. In the animated, in the first animated film, and in the book, the Grinch is thus is just the Grinch. Yeah. Like, and that's it. And so, in the Grinch two thousand, they really expand on the Grinch's backstory, but as well as the Who's mm-hmm. and their materialism. And so, yeah. like, not only does the Grinch learn a lesson about Christmas, but so do a lot of the Who's. The Grinch was trying to warn us about the two thousand eight recession. <laughs> And we just and we just ignored. It was so clear with the ninety nine point nine nine percent off sale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. 
This is also the first time we see the Grinch actually interact with the Who's. Like you said, Alex, in the book and in the first cartoon, he's just the Grinch, and then he steals Christmas. In this one, you see him go to Whoville, um, pull pranks, attempt murder, I think, <laughs> at certain points. Um, so you really not just see his backstory of him as a kid and why he hates Christmas, but also, like, who he is now mm -hmm. and, like, how his relationship with the Who's are. I think it's really interesting because he started as being, like, one of the Who's up until he, the time he was a child. Yeah. Like, he went to Who school. <laughs> he had uh, Who peers. So and, and they he all... worshipped Who Christ. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, guys. <laughs> Who Christ? I forgot to bring it up. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up now. Um, so it's always been implicit that because they celebrate Christmas, the Who's have a form of, have a version of Jesus, who I re refer to as Who Christ. In the new Grinch, Christmas carolers sing, God rest ye merry gentlemen, and they sing the line, Christ was born on Christmas Day, Who Christ confirmed. <laughs> Why aren't we talking about this? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Joe, take that detective hat off. We're trying to record. And put my tinfoil hat on <laughs> so the government can't read my thoughts. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yes, and also he worshipped who Christ, just like yeah. the rest of the good uh, who Christians. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I guess I never really thought of that, of like, um, how he was really trying to address materialism. So try, um, Martha was the, his love interest oh, in the Martha. movie, right? Oh, Martha. Oh, Christmas. Um. Uh, I loved Martha as Martha a character. Martha was great. Because she was hiding her feelings for the Grinch. <laughs> and I love when Cindy Lou is interviewing people and she was like, I don't, I didn't have a crush on the Grinch. I didn't ask that. Uh, oh. Oh. And, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then he had a later point, everyone's complaining about the Grinch, and they go from interview to interview complaining. The rage. The fury. Yeah. The, the muscles. <laughs> I also love that actress, but mm -hmm. I think she was great in this movie, and I love the competition between her and Cindy Lou's mom mm -hmm. for the Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> With the Christmas lights. <laughs> and that's, you know, and I love how the mom stole the stoplight to oh, put yeah. on the house. Yeah, Christmas for them was very materialistic. And I think it was interesting that, that the Grinch was the one who was like, all you guys care about is gifts. Gifts, gifts, gifts. Like, don't you want to just, like, spend time with each other type of thing? So, in my opinion, I think, especially now that I'm older, I think it's a lot more understanding why the Grinch kind of... Grinch. Is a Grinch, <laughs> and he wanted to stay separate from all the Who's, especially on Christmas. Because the Who's didn't seem like very great people. And I think yeah. even Cindy kind of recognized that. Because mm -hmm. she wasn't... She was almost a little bit like the Grinch. And I think they said it a couple times to her where it's like, you're starting to sound a lot, a lot like the Grinch. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm not into all this materialistic stuff on Christmas. Like, I don't really like this. Yeah, she's, I think she at some point is like, isn't Christmas about spending time with your family? Mm -hmm. And her dad's like, well, of course, honey. And then I think that's when like the 99.99% yeah. off sale <laughs> happens. And uh, is this Cindy Lou um, when the Grinch is in the house and, and she's like, what's Christmas all about? And Jim Carrey's like, it's about presents. And she was like, well, that's what I was afraid of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, ugh. Yeah. Come on, Grinch. Do better. 
He did the best Grinch thing he could have done. Oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. you're a great Grinch. Yeah, he's a great Grinch. Oh, what did he say? The, um, the forces of evil unite. Something like that. What did he say when he saved oh, her? Uh, oh, my goodness. And this goes into all of the amazing lines that are in this movie, I feel like. Bleeding hearts of the world unite. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, o- overall, this movie just has so many quotable lines so like bleeding hearts of the world unite um when the grinch starts crying and he's like i'm leaking (laughs) (laughs) um and i agree the grinch 2000 is definitely more so for adults Mm -hmm. the grinch 2018 is again for kids so i do want to talk about the original animated grinch Mm -hmm. that was based off of the book its runtime is only like 26 minutes yeah um and so they didn't add a bunch of background so it's a lot even more simpler than than what we were talking about yeah the 1966 version is essentially just an animated version of the book like i don't think they add a lot of lines and yeah it's kind of you know grinch is grinch grinch steals christmas grinch gives christmas back Mm -hmm. you know quick Mm -hmm. Quick 20-minute adventure. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think... Yeah. But it, I feel like it, it serves a very good purpose. It's like one of those Christmas movie, movies like um, Rudolph and things like yeah. that, where it's very comforting to kind of like have on, like mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah, and it came around during a time where they were like starting that animation process. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it in terms of seeing the book turn into a movie and that it just sticks to it. I really like, like, the Grinch when he smiles, and you can see yeah. that smile go from, like, his ear to his other ear, but he also, like, all his wrinkles get all wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, like, starting the animation process, I think this movie's just important to give us these future Grinches. So, many of you probably know, the Dr. Seuss book, the Grinch is, like, black and white, he's not colored in. So the animators had to decide what color he was going to be. And so they decided on this, like, disgusting, like, rotten green color for him. And, like, that's just so, like, what the Grinch is now. And um, just, I think, Ramona, you said it's, like, a comfortable movie to have on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ju- that movie just makes me think about Christmas and, like, you know, sitting on the couch with my parents, mm-hmm. like celebrating kind of thing yeah and the animated grinch also gives us how the grinch stole christmas song yeah because it was part of the soundtrack of the first animated film and that song stands the Mm -hmm. test of time yes you're a mean one mr grinch i'm gonna i'm coming for you mariah (laughs) whoa (laughs) it's mariah carey michael buble guy that sings (laughs) you're a mean one mr grinch (laughs) Uh, oh, there are some really good renditions of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, in the most recent one, they have a, a rendition that has a little bit of rap hip-hop feel to it. Uh, my favorite Grinch song is an acapella group singing it, uh, Straight No Chaser. And this really deep voice uh, gets to it, and I'm like, oh, man, I just... <laughs> oh, I gotta take a shower now. <laughs> My favorite rendition is probably from the new one. Tyler, the creator, made uh, two Grinch songs specifically for the soundtrack. And they're both, even though I liked the movie, they're both way better than they need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think I'd agree. I really like the um, the Tyler, the creator one. And uh, 
There's also another, um, there's a couple of songs in the 2001 Grinch that are unique to that movie. Um, one of them is Where Are You Christmas, and it's also done by um, Shania Twain, which I really like. I think it's a very sweet Christmas song. And then there's uh, one that's a little lesser known. It's uh, by Buster Rhymes and Jim Carrey himself. It's uh, is it just called the Grinch? I think it's called Grinch Two Thousand. Grinch Grinch Two Thousand. Yeah. yeah. So like um, we've been saying, like we need to saying. rename it. <laughs> but it's take take a listen to it. Pause this podcast right now. <laughs> go to YouTube and look it up because it's fantastic. And I don't think it's not in the movie at all. It's not. I think it's in the very very end of the credits. Yeah. I don't even remember how we came about came upon it, but it's fantastic. Like I said, it's Busta Rhymes um, with Jim Carrey just rapping about the Grinch's antics, and it's it's great. I'd like to think that Tyler, the creator, listened to it while he was <laughs> writing his songs for the new Grinch. I can only hope so. <laughs> uh, going back to the animated Grinch, there were some incredible animations that came after the fact. There was Halloween is Grinch Night, which was a prequel oh. to how the Grinch stole oh. Christmas in that the Grinch was going to... He periodically goes into town to cause havoc and this who happens to run into him and basically stalls him for the whole time and is like, oh, don't do it, and like gets him to go back to the mountain. That like, sounds delightful. That's actually, that sounds really cool. <laughs> and then there's a, a quote-unquote sequel, but not canon, called The Cat in the Hat Gets Grinched. Oh. And basically, yeah. the Grinch uses a bunch of his inventions to mess with the cat in the hat, as well as people in a restaurant. And it gets to the point where the cat in the hat is like, all right, restaurant people, you know what he needs, and they all go like to love him. <laughs> and the Grinch is like, no, love. For a long time in my life, I thought I made that one up because I would talk to people and I'd be like, have you seen like the cat in the hat versus the Grinch? Versus is, the Grinch. is what I would call it. And like, for... <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> There's Batman versus Superman, and yeah. there's Cat in the Hat versus the yeah, Grinch. Yeah, Cat in the Hat versus the Grinch, the Dawn of, the dawn of Seuss. Um, <laughs> and for a very long period of time, like, no one would know what I was talking about. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's real. Um, this is also not canon, but when I was in sixth grade, we did uh, a play of uh, Horton Hears a Who, I was a sour kangaroo. Um, Any locals, you probably remember my performance. Um, But there was a part, and I don't remember how it came up, but the Grinch was in it. Um, I guess because he is a resident of Whoville. And um, the kid who played it was in my class, and he went full Jim Carrey Grinch. (laughs) And people loved it. He was in the play for maybe two minutes, but people went crazy. Everyone wanted to take pictures with him after Kids were asking for, like, his honor. Really? We were in sixth grade, and it was... He did so good. I hope he's listening to this. Um, but he did so well. He went full Jim Carrey on, and people went wild for it. That just made me think of in um, in Love Actually, where they're doing the nativity play, mm-hmm. and the girl got the part of lobster, and she was like, <laughs> a lobster? Yeah. In the nativity play? Yeah. Lobster number one. There was more than one lobster in the nativity? Yeah. <laughs> just, and you get to hear about this play throughout the movie, and then at the end, you see it, and you're like, oh, wow, there's an octopus in it, there's lobsters, there's everything. 
So I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I personally enjoyed the newest Grinch the most. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you why. Actually, what are you guys' opinions first, and then I'll just prove you wrong. <laughs> um, I gotta say, all these Grinches I enjoy differently. Um, I enjoy a lot. Gun to my head. I think Grinch 2000 is the best, or at least I like it the best. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. I also I think they're all very different and serve kind of different purposes, um, and are made for different audiences. I think too is important to note. But I think the Grinch two thousand is my favorite Grinch. That's totally reasonable, and I do believe in the same sense that you shouldn't be comparing Jack Nicholson's Joker to Heath Ledger's mm-hmm. Joker. It really isn't necessary to compare them because they are for different audiences, um, but. I think that the newest one comes back to its roots. It's simple, straightforward, and it's wholesome. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I find the Grinch 2000, as much as I enjoy it, a little frightening. (laughs) Uh, And maybe that's what people like about it. And it's crude. And that's something that I do love in, in general humor. But when it comes to like a Christmas movie, I'm not looking for crude humor. I'm looking for wholesome. And I really felt like Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Grinch, he was just a guy who was lonely. Um, Mm -hmm. And eventually they get to the point where Cindy Lou gives him the epiphany of just closing his eyes, taking a deep breath, and letting music sort of let him feel happy again. Mm -hmm. And he goes back, returns the presents confesses to his sins, quote-unquote. To who Christ? To who Christ, Christ, right. Who forgives, (laughs) but does not forgive. (laughs) And then he leaves, because he recognizes, he takes accountability for his actions, and he realizes, this is probably why I'm lonely, because of my actions. Mm -hmm. And then Cindy Lou comes along and is like, hey, do you want to come to a Christmas dinner? But I stole Christmas. Yeah, but you've been lonely long enough. And then see you at six or like something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. My, and it's, it's what I needed. Someone was coincidentally cutting onions next to me <laughs> in the theater when that scene played. Um, ah. <laughs> I will say I do really like the resolve in the 2018 Grinch the most because like you said, Cindy Lou invites the Grinch to Christmas dinner and he goes and he's so nervous to go in and he's like, no, everyone's going to hate me. But then they welcome him in. And, like, people are hugging him, and he clearly is very uncomfortable. He's like, this is weird and new for me, but I'm going to try it. And, like, he's doing his best to, like, give a hand in the kitchen. And I just think it's a very real thing of, like, okay, I've been shutting people out. I'm going to try to let people in, but it's going to take a while. Whereas in the other Grinches, it's just been like, oh, Christmas is good now, and I love people. And I just thought this was, like, a very nice and realistic (coughs) depiction of like what that would be like Mm -hmm. yeah i think um the resolve in the grinch 2000 kind of reminded me um because again the grinch did start out as like a very part of the of the who community um and then decided to leave um but i think at the end of that one it's more it reminded me of like um maybe like a a relative who kind of was like doing their own thing 
family didn't really hear mm-hmm. from him for a while, and they would always talk about him. Oh, I hope they get they get their lives together. And then, you know, eventually kind of, like, welcome them back in Christmas dinner and kind of act like, you know, it's fine, like, we're family. And um, that's kind of what it reminded me of, which I felt was very, really heartwarming in itself. Yeah, and uh, I did think that in The Grinch 2000, everyone learned a lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, again, it portrayed that materialism. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy and out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's what, and I like it for what it is. But not as a Christmas movie. I think that's where my distinction when I choose my favorite, I'm thinking of which Grinch was the most Christmassy rather mm. than which mm. Grinch was the Grinchiest. That's true. Because yeah. I do believe that Jim Carrey, as the Grinch, as insane, <laughs> is a great portrayal of the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like As like a Christmas, like wholesome, sit-down-with-the-family type of movie. Obviously, it's a little skewed because like now it's like, oh, it's a tradition. You know, This movie mm-hmm. came out almost 20 years ago, so obviously we're going to watch The Grinch 2000. But like in a vacuum, if I were to sit down with my kids and watch one, I'd probably do 2018 Grinch. Yeah, I'd agree. Because I think... Um... And I was, I've been thinking about it, and I think that The Grinch 2000, um, the Jim Carrey was, I think, the perfect choice to portray him. Because I remember watching it in the theater with my dad as a kid. And, of course, my dad just took me, he's like, oh, it's a Grinch movie, it's gonna be funny. My dad loved it. Like, he was mm-hmm. laughing hysterically the whole time, and I was too. So we both very much enjoyed it. I think my dad enjoyed it because there was, there was a lot of, like, adult humor in it. So my dad understood that. But I think I thought it was so funny because Jim Carrey is a very, like, animated actor. So I was like, oh, he's doing funny things. So that made me laugh as a kid. And I think the reason why I continue to just enjoy it so much is because now I'm getting down to, like, more of, like, the adult humor. And it's, like, even funnier. But I'm still laughing, too, because he's doing funny things. Yeah, I think we're at the perfect age to appreciate Grinch 2000. Mm -hmm. One, we grew up with it. So Mm -hmm. there's that nostalgia factor. But like you said, it's kind of like, well, now I can get... Jim Carrey being funny and moving around, mm. but also I understand that in the flashback scene, those two old women are having a swingers party, and that's <laughs> hysterical. Mm-hmm. And that one woman was sleeping with her boss, oh, and yeah. that baby is not her husband's. <laughs> there was one aspect of Grinch 2000 that, as a kid, made me uncomfortable, and I think it was just because of... Uh, a skewed reality that I was put in in which I uh, was afraid of police and authority. <laughs> um, where the bully of the Grinch is the mayor of Whoville. Mm-hmm. And even as a child, that put me at such a like fight or flight uh, <laughs> feeling of like, oh my God, he has so much power. And anytime the Grinch is going to complain about something or someone points out something positive about the Grinch... This guy is just going to say, nope, the Grinch is evil, and totally skew everyone's perspective. And this isn't like a a testament to why I liked or disliked it. I'm Mm -hmm. just pointing out that that, even as a child, made me anxious. (laughs) He tried to tell us about Donald Trump, and he didn't listen. (laughs) So many warnings in this movie that we just let go by. Let's slide. Um, Oh, oh, and I also think, um, like you said, I feel like we're at the perfect age to really appreciate it. Been seeing a lot of things on Twitter about um, 2000 Grinch, and um, a there's a lot of memes about that scene where he's like jobbing back and forth. Yeah, I don't want to Do make noise. Do you remember what the context of that scene is? He was trying to scare Cindy Lou Who, and she oh, was like, yes. "I'm not scared of you." So he was like trying to like get in her face and scare. Her. Um, but also, a lot of people are saying like, "I get it." Like, yeah, 
I'm, I am, like, I've become the Grinch. Like, I totally get why he was on the top of the mountain, didn't want to talk to people, and didn't I mean, want to associate with other people. I just want to live alone with my dog and not interact with <laughs> yeah, anybody. Yeah, the Grinch is a, just a depressed person. The Grinch is just a depressed millennial. Yeah. <laughs> or a realist. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say that beyond the book and the first animated film, they give a lot more reasons for the Grinch to be a Grinch. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, I do like that theme in the sense of everyone has baggage. If someone is grumpy, it's for a reason. And it's not don't hold them accountable for their actions. But sometimes the moral of the story, and at least in the most recent animated one, is you got to put yourself out there to help someone who's a Grinch. And it's a very vulnerable experience, and it's not for everyone, but if you know that someone is a Grinch because they're hurting, one way to help them is by demonstrating that despite them hurting you, you can still love them. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say put yourself in a uh, toxic uh, situation in which you're getting hurt periodically or anything like that, but there's a chance for someone to get better because you're, you're accepting them. Yeah, and um, speaking of that, um, another thing I like about Grinch 2000 and Grinch 2018 is they both have this baggage element, but then there's also still like an inciting incident. So in the book and in the 1966 cartoon, it's just kind of like the Grinch hates Christmas and he's just fed up with it by now. In this one, we both see childhood Grinch have a reason for disliking Christmas and then in, like, present-day Grinch, you see, like, one final Christmas thing push him over the edge. Mm -hmm. And so in 2018, it's, like, at, like, the tree lighting ceremony, and he sees everyone else with their families. And, like, it's a very... Dis it's shot very well, or animated very well. It's, like, very disoriented, and, like, <laughs> he's clearly upset. And then in the 2001, um, a hilarious montage where the Grinch <laughs> is like, the king of Christmas or something. <laughs> and, like, they're feeding him cheese and eggnog <laughs> and pudding. And pudding. Mm -hmm. And then, um, finally, Jeffrey Tambier, who, the mayor of Whoville, uh, gives him a razor reminding him of the mm -hmm. Christmas where he lost it. And so... And yeah. then proposes to, yes. um... Martha. Martha. And if she Martha. says yes, she gets this new, new car. car. <laughs> with the Grinch keys with his finger. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> An actual monster. You're a monster. <laughs> uh, and also, real quick, another reason the 2018 version is has become my favorite as of like three days ago um, <laughs> is this extra character of Fred the Reindeer. Um... Because it allows an, another opportunity to demonstrate that the Grinch is actually like a really good person just sort of put in an unfortunate circumstance that makes him Grinchy. Um, Fred helps him set up for stealing Christmas and then we find out that Fred has a family and Fred has a wife and a kid and the Grinch is immediately like, go back to your family, man. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Like, that's all I ever wanted. Like, you go do you. And then at a certain point when he has the toys up on the cliff and his heart grows three times and he tries to save uh, all of the toys and the decorations and stuff, Fred is the one that comes back and helps drag him back up 
And it's sort of, again, this sense of like family and camaraderie and community building. Mm -hmm. And it just warmed my heart. Yeah, speaking of how you, how you said um, that you see the Grinch as like a good person, another reason I like 2018 Grinch is you see throughout the movie he wants to like Christmas mm -hmm. and he wants to open up and let people in, but he's like afraid to. So he's like, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's worked. Mm -hmm. Also, the Grinch is old. The Grinch is over 53. <laughs> Why aren't we talking about this? <laughs> in, the, in the Cat in the Hat gets Grinched, the Grinch wakes up happy and mm -hmm. he looks in the mirror and is and does a little mantra of like, no, as the Grinch, I need to be a Grinch. And like, that's what gets him back into the mood of the Grinch. And then at the end of that animated film, he doesn't do the mantra anymore. And so he's he allows himself to be happy. And I think that's similar to the 2018 version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um... So I think the point I want to leave off with is what we've kind of been saying. These all have different qualities and are for different audiences. So you can watch all of them this Christmas. And I think that's something you might want to do. I think, you know, watching the old classic one, going to the movie and seeing the new one, uh, streaming Jim Carrey mm -hmm. on Netflix. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think it, I think the Grinch is just... Uh, a warm, heartfelt story, and there's different versions of it, each with varying types of jokes and levels of jokes, and I think they're all just enjoyable Christmas watches. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next time when we talk about Creed 2 and New Year's resolutions. If you liked us, find us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 underscore bald men, and find us on Facebook. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thank you all so much again, and if you were driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time.